ready. We'll wait a minute before we start talking. Okay. I'm kidding. Say the intro. Welcome back to the ever-expanding Dooniverse. Where we make food and drink. <laughs> Hi, babe. Hi, babe. We're without. We are without today. We're not even going to focus on his chair in the video. No. I don't even want it in it. We don't want that reminder. Cameron has the day off. Of all days, Saturday. Ugh. Gross. Of all days to ask for a day off. Why ask for a weekend? That's what I'm saying. Why waste it on a perfectly good Saturday? That's what I'm saying. Saturdays are work days. What a chump. I'd rather go Monday. Yeah. And swim with all my friends who are working. Yeah. So alone. <laughs> That's the best way to swim. Right. I'd go swimming, except I have one, sh one, one waxed leg. Yeah. And one non-waxed leg. Tell them why, though, babe. Because you waxed one leg and not the other leg. That's don't that's the end of the story. No, 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 no. Don't put it that's on me. That's it. I would have gone and done the other one, too. Don't put it on me. You put the wax on me. I should be able to put the blame on you. It hurt. I didn't want to do the second leg. Shut up. There we go. And it's that self-awareness, babe, that I love. Speaking of things I love about you, is that a good enough segue or no? <laughs> Our love story. <laughs> Jazz hands. The long-awaited love story. The long-awaited love story. I feel like people are going to be disappointed. I plan to disappoint. Like, yeah. I don't think it's, I don't know. We could, we could build it up. We can I, build it up. I met you on a mountain. No, babe, that's already up there. <laughs> Start on the ground. Oh, I met her on the bottom of a mountain. There we go. And by the time we climbed the top, I asked her to be my girlfriend. She said no. I fell into a volcano. We're back at the bottom again. Reincarnated as someone she does enjoy. Now we're together. Yeah. How did you see it going? Let's, I don't even know. Where Where do we start? I don't know. I don't know. How about first meeting? Yeah. First meeting. We've told this story to like friends and you always take the first half and then I come in. Well, we could both, we could say both of our sides of the story because we both lived a different story. Yeah. I think that'd be best. But we should take it all the way back to when we first met. We first met. Yeah. I will start. Okay. I said I will start. <laughs> I was... Oh, you. An apology. I thought I was going to start. I was 22. I think. Mm -hmm. Around 22. Um... I used to work at a restaurant, a little tiny little mom and pop cafe in Alaska, North Pole, Alaska, called Country Cafe. And I knew the owners really well, uh, a Korean woman and her family. I helped them out a lot 
and then I eventually moved back to Arkansas with my mom and whatnot. And then one summer she calls me and she's like, I really want you to come up here. You can stay with me, help me in the restaurant. And I was like, for sure, I miss Alaska, why not? So this was after living in Alaska for about five years already. I went back to Alaska when I was 22 and she let me stay with her, but I had way more responsibility. I was working seven days a week. Uh, she took good care of me though. She paid me really well. She was really nice. Um, so I was working there as a dishwasher. I did everything but cook basically. I would wait tables if it got too busy or bus tables, do everything and then clean up on Mondays. So I come back, it wasn't too, it wasn't too long after I came back that she started working there and just the, the coincidence of it all is, is weird because it's such a small place and we have one waitress who is part of the family, Myra, who never, we never branched out rarely ever. We would have maybe one other waitress on staff at all times, but it was normally just Myra doing day and night shifts most of the time. So we rarely ever hired waitresses, which was weird. So I remember I was in the kitchen and our, the cook, James, was like, hey, we have a, a new waitress. And I was 22, so my first things out of my mouth were, is she hot? And he's like, well, she's pregnant. So I was like, yeah, but is she hot? <laughs> I was single at the time and for many years after. So he said that. And I remember the first time I saw her, she didn't see me because I was creeping. She was like out in the Fourier area. And I like peeked out to look at her. And I was like, shut up, James. She's totally hot and very pregnant. She was very pregnant as well. All I remember is just big, big eyes. Just big eyes. That's all I saw. And that that's the first time I, I was, I think for the first three days, I didn't say a word to you. No. I was way too nervous to even come up to you. Yeah. And I think the first thing I ever said to you ever in our existence of ever is don't worry about it. You're doing a great job. Yeah. Because you were getting in trouble. Because I was getting in trouble, which I tend to do. So I got hired there um, at the Country Cafe. Um, okay, let's take let's take it back. I got married when I was 18 years old. And I got married to somebody who had just enlisted in the Army. So our first de deployment, assignment, whatever, was in Fairbanks, Alaska, which was close, very close to North Pole which is where that restaurant was. And I needed a job. I could have lived happily and not had a job. Like it was fine, but I needed a reason to get up and get out in the mornings or whenever. Um, that's just been how I've always been. I feel better when I'm working. So we drove around, me and my ex, and literally that place was the only place that had like a help wanted sign. And I walked in. I wrote it. <laughs> a help wanted sign, which was unheard of in California. Like, I've, I literally have never seen a help wanted sign until I moved to Alaska. And um, I had not experience serving, but I had experience with customer service at the time. So I was like, I mean, I'll do it. And I walked in 
And I greeted soon immediately. And immediately she took me back and showed me to Myra and was like, she looks like Michaela. And I guess Michaela was her granddaughter. And soon was like, look at her eyes. Pointing at my eyes. So I got hired because of said eyes. I noticed. And said eyes. she literally was like, you can start tomorrow. And the very next morning was when I started working. And my first time I ever met him was um soon actually stopped me when i walked in on that ship and she was like so um uh, my boy brandon is back he's like my son he's a really good person um he's gonna be your buster now because michael was there before you and she had let michael go right yeah and she was like just so you know um he works here i don't want you thinking like there's a stranger in the restaurant i know him he's a really nice kid you guys are gonna get along fine and boy was she right (laughs) because i do remember getting in trouble a lot because i was late a lot because i wasn't used to driving in alaska in the winter no she literally would call me in the mornings this was months after and say hey tell soon i'm gonna be late there's a moose in my driveway yeah and i wasn't used to that at all so Yeah, I got in trouble a lot, and I do remember that interaction, but I don't know. I feel like we got along, like, right off the bat. We understood each other. Yeah, we understood each other's humor, even though we had polar opposite senses of humor. Like, he was very funny, very witty, super incredibly clever, but clean. Like, didn't cuss at all, at all, like my my perfect little christian boy nothing whatsoever and i was not (laughs) to put it quickly yeah um i don't i honestly don't even know how we got along so well but we did i don't opposites attract i guess yeah we became friends almost immediately we developed inside jokes almost immediately Plus, um, we were the only two people there that worked, and we'd spent eight, nine hours a day together. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of time. To just kill. To just goof around. It wasn't a super busy restaurant. Mm-mm. It had its hours, but the rest of the time was waiting for someone to come in. Yeah. So we had a lot of inside jokes. Yeah. And a lot of weird things. Yeah, we almost choked on mandarins a couple times. We would choked on mandarins. We would throw marshmallows across the restaurant and see who could make it into whose mouth. We leave each other mean notes <laughs> on dry erase boards on the refrigerator. Where all the customers could see. Yeah. I would put breast milk in his coffee. He would put crackers in my Ugg boots. So it was equal? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty fun. I don't know. I think the first time, do you remember when that was? Like month? No. When you started? When I started? No. I remember I was five months pregnant when I met you. So five months backtrack off from October. I don't know what that would make it. May? May. Yeah, that sounds about right. It was. It was around May, which is weird. Because the first time we ever hung out was for Super Bowl. Yeah. Which was in February, nearly a year later. 
because mm-hmm. I worked there seven days a week. So every single day I had a key to the restaurant. I would go in and then on Mondays was cleaning days. So I would go in and clean. I'd be the only one there. But I always send her videos of like stupid stuff I was doing then. And then she'd send stupid pictures or videos back. And that's what we did all day. Yeah. Until it got to like a really aggressively mean back and forth. Like see who can hurt the other person's feelings. The most. The most. I won. But neither of us really got our feelings hurt. Yeah. Except for one time I did bring up your narrow eyes and you were like. Too far. No. And then I was like heard. And I never have ever once teased him on that. they're not narrow anymore (laughs) they're perfect they're perfect so we became friends immediately really good friends he actually knew my ex-husband my ex-husband and him were actually very good friends we went and worked out together yeah i was his guinea pig yeah it didn't work um he met my mom before he even met autumn true um the first thing your mom ever said to me was dr pepper please yeah that's (laughs) true (laughs) um i don't know i don't know how to explain it because the way i lived it i don't know what do you mean it just it all kind of organically fell into place we just we, we we just clicked so well i haven't i hadn't had a friend like him ever because he was my best he became my best friend almost immediately because he was funny but he was also very honest he was there for me a lot of the times i remember one time he called me and i was in a bad mood and i told him why and then i i had told him i just got in a fight with my ex-husband and he was like well what did you do like he was the type of person that was very unbiased even he was like, he would be like, no, you need to apologize. I'm sorry, but you're in the wrong there. Like he was. I a, said that a lot to you. Yeah. He was a very good, unbiased friend. And that kept me in line and that I, I needed that. Because I always had a yes people in my life. And I, I don't need that. I like for people to be able to call me out and tell me in a respectable way, hey, you're messing up. And he always did. But he was always very supportive. And then he would still make me laugh. And he was just there. I think I just wanted, I didn't have a lot of friends because I I worked seven days a week and I lived with my cousins who are just as much workaholics as I am. One would work on the slopes as, you know, a pipe welder in Alaska and the other one worked as a full-time janitor for the school system. So I never saw them. They never saw me. So the only friend I really had and I just broke up with uh, one of my exes before you started like I was still going through that mm-hmm. when I met you and I just needed a friend I didn't have any so it was super nice to have someone around all the time and we clicked really well is that your stomach? that's my stomach your stomach wants to tell a story too well she was there the whole time yeah so the first time we actually ever hung out outside of work was a, a little over a year later a little under a year. Um, the Super Bowl came around, and we were hyping up the Broncos. Yeah, go Broncos. Go Broncos. We knew good and well. 
Yeah. They weren't going to. That was against Seattle, wasn't it? Yeah, that was when they lost like so bad and it was embarrassing. It was the embarrassing one. But they were doing so good. I mean, they got to the Super Bowl. They got to the Super Bowl. They were doing so well. She was like, hey, uh, my husband's having a lot of his friends over. Do you want to come over? I'm making ceviche, which is also the first time I've ever had ceviche. Yeah. Which is weird coming from Arkansas. So I was like, for sure. Because normally I'd say, nah, I'm good and I'd rather go home. But. I went. It was super fun. Everybody but us went for Seattle. Yeah. We lost. We made t-shirts. We made. We were the only ones who made t-shirts, and we lost. It was but we had, we had a good time. Um, you were. You had Autumn by then. Yep. Autumn was just the tiniest little baby. Yeah. I remember that. And from then, I I don't remember. I vaguely remember we we didn't hang out a lot. No. We would go to the mall every once in a while and we'd walk mm-hmm. around. Um, if we ever did anything, I came to her house. Yeah. And me, her husband, and Autumn well, yeah. was a baby. She did whatever they did. We all, we had a movie night. She would make um, food, rice. Rice. Because I loved her rice. Yeah. She'd always make food. And we'd watch movies and then I would leave, mm-hmm. which it was super fun. And I kind of missed those days. We did um, we did a lot of stuff like you dyed you my st- hair once. I dyed your hair. Yeah. You started YouTube then mm-hmm. around. It was around January yeah. when you started your YouTube channel, because mm-hmm. in February we did the Chubby Bunny Challenge. Yep. And. Then we just started getting, you started doing YouTube. I well, wasn't doing YouTube at that time. But you were like, I think I want to do makeup. And I was like, go for it. And then you were super embarrassed that I watched your video. Yeah. And I was like, no, it was really good. But also I needed him to watch the video. I watched it. Yeah. It was good. So we we didn't do much in Alaska. I mean, it was, I was actually, she tried to hook me up with her friend. I did. And I actually tried. Yeah. I wrote a song. Made a video. She was my Valentine. Yeah. It, But the whole time, it was always constant communication between us two. Yeah. We literally made a joke that we hadn't gone one day without texting each other for a whole year. And it was every single day we would talk. I remember like a year later, mm-hmm. after we met, a year or two later, um, we had such good conversation and text that were so funny. I wanted to, like, screenshot them. Mm-hmm. Um, my idea was to take every single text we ever had from start to finish because I never deleted the very first text she wrote, which was, "Hey, this is Gloria," she said Maria, but, and all the way down to a year and a half later, and I wanted to make a book, mm-hmm. just like this was our conversation and call it Friendship Mountain because it yeah. took two hours just to scroll all the way up. It, to scroll all the way up and my phone would sometimes die but yeah we had we texted every single day it was super fun um and that who left first you did did i leave you left first yeah because i drove down to arkansas yep anything else in alaska you want to cover um no you dyed my hair I dyed your hair. We watched a bunch of videos. We watched a bunch of videos. We watched a bunch of movies. That's, yeah. 
That's about it. Oh, that's when he told me he had a crush on somebody and he wouldn't tell me who it was. It was your friend. <laughs> Which she did not feel the same about me. Yeah. We're still friends with her, though. Yeah. Hi, Beryl. Hi, Beryl. Um, well, then you moved back to Arkansas. You drove down with your uncle. Mm-hmm. And then I stayed up there, which I thought I was going to stay up there for another two years. And that was cut very short, thank God, because we got our papers to move to Maryland in September. So by October, we were in Maryland. We also drove down through Canada. And then once we got to Maryland, I was like, I need a job. Um, My ex was obviously in the army, so he was busy. And then um, I do not believe in daycares. I never have trusted daycares. I do not trust daycares. Um, I wanted to hire somebody, but I didn't know who I could trust and could leave in my home full time with my child. And believe it or not, my ex-husband's idea was let's call Brandon because he's always been so good with Autumn. We both know him. We both trust him in our home have them move up here with us he can watch the baby he can live here he won't have to pay rent at the time his job kind of required him to be at home anyway so it all kind of worked out so i texted him hey you want to move up to maryland and he replied with like right now yeah and then i did yeah so my parents stayed with us for a month but by december he was up there because I remember you came up here two days after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. He drove from Arkansas all the way to Maryland. 16 hours straight. Mm-hmm. I just don't like driving. I didn't have enough money to get a hotel. Yeah. Like, I'm going to have to go full on all the way. Yep. And he did. I did. Maryland was fun. But Maryland was me and Autumn 97% of the time. Oh, yeah. It was. I almost felt bad. Maryland was, it was scary because when she asked me, I was at the time selling Pokemon cards on eBay. Yeah. And I was doing great. Yeah. Like that's probably the most lucrative business I've ever had in my life. I think I made $50,000 in a year. Yep. Selling Pokemon cards. On eBay. On eBay. So I was like, I can definitely go wherever I want. How cool would that be? But I was super nervous because I never taken care, was the main caretaker of a child. So I watched nonstop YouTube videos for like a week and a half of like baby CPR, um, how to change a diaper because I was that <laughs> clueless. Yeah. And so the first, right when I got up there, I think it was day one, both of you went to work Mm -hmm. and I had to take care of Autumn. And I remember the first thing was um, her ex-husband's name is also Brandon. BT Dips. I don't want to get it confused. Um, You had already gone to work. It was me and Brandon and Autumn at the house and Brandon was like, I'm going to go work out. Um, Just if she poops, change her. Yeah. Make sure you feed her. And I was like, dope. And then Autumn walks over to the corner of the house and just squats a little. And he's like, she's pooping right now, actually. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, just give her a little time. (laughs) And then Brandon changed her. And then he left. And that was our thing. 
like now I take care of Autumn. Mm-hmm. And it was it was kind of weird at first because I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. But eventually I got to the point to where I had Autumn on a sleep schedule. Yeah. I was like, when do you want Autumn to be in bed before I get home from work? You got it. Yeah. So I'd shut TVs off an hour and a half before I wanted to put her in bed. She'd be so bored just walking around the house, looking around, <laughs> and she'd play with a toy, and then... She'd get bored. And then she'd just pass out, and I would take her up to the room. What Tip- was your favorite part, though, about taking care of Autumn? She's funny. <laughs> um, I would always try to send videos while she's at work. Yeah. I think that the most... The funniest thing I've ever witnessed with Autumn, we had a lot of scares, but the funniest thing was um, I found a flashlight. I was on the floor and I clicked it. And their dog, Kanye, what kind of dog was he? He was a black lab. Black lab, huge. I clicked it and he went crazy. He was trying to chase the light on the wall. And so I started shaking it like a strobe light and he was just like, light, 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 light. (laughs) And Autumn is just sitting there and dying laughing with the cutest little baby laugh which i still have on my instagram Mm -hmm. the cutest little thing um but that was the most fun part was watching her just figure life out and realize like i i felt like i knew autumn the most a person could know autumn when she was one one and two Mm mm-hmm because she was at that age to where she was learning all kinds of stuff. So when she got into something new, I knew. And I was like, she's into this now. Like, no, she doesn't like bubble guppies anymore. But I enjoyed, I think, learning her and kind of having that exclusivity of just me and Autumn. Yeah. Because, like, I'd figure out what the best time was when she would fall asleep, what the best time is for a nap, mm-hmm. how to get her to fall asleep, and just learning. it. I don't know. It was just fun for me all around. And uh, the relationship with everybody in the house was really fun. Like Brandon started to take me to work out, mm-hmm. and that was fun. That's when I started doing YouTube more. Yep. Because I started when I went back. Mm-hmm. So in Maryland, we started writing sketches together, and we did a whole bunch together while we were there mm-hmm. which i deleted some of them because i was scared youtube would take them down because the copyright yeah. mb mbmg it's all right no it's not b dog she's super upset about it only on the inside sometimes on the outside physically <laughs> but that's what maryland was for me it was just i saw it as me and autumn time mm-hmm and then you and me growing in like a not business but creative way yeah together. i think that's where we discovered that we kind of wanted to do stuff in the same path not necessarily the same way but that's when we knew we're both into creating our own content and we started kind of working towards that together whether it was spoofing a movie or just doing a random little video and ginger was coming up heavy at the time also which was really fun it's the year of the ginger this is the year of the ginger smoothie sandwich smoothie sandwich that was fun autumn is a super baby in that one 50 shades of gray 50 shades of gray 50 shades of ginger maryland was fun 
Maryland was fun. Um, not so much for me towards the end of it, because that's when my marriage started falling apart. And I don't... Which is where a lot of the, what did you do wrong, came out of. Yeah. Um, so the, everything kind of became really toxic in the house. Um, cause literally it, it all happened in a night, literally. And I'm not going to go into details of that because that's in between me and Autumn's dad. And that's business that's very much his as well. And I know he wouldn't want that to come to the light. We don't want to do that. And we're not about to do that. And we're all at fault. And we are all at fault here. It's not here. just his fault. Yeah. So um, I'm not going to bring up what happened there. But um, because the situation got super toxic in Maryland... I sent him home. <laughs> a poor boy. Yeah. Um, I told him, hey, I think it's things aren't going to get any better here. I don't want you in an awkward situation. I think you need to go. Um, which he totally understood because he felt the energy in the house. He knew what had happened. He was in the room with me when everything happened. He knew. I think you also knew. Like you knew. I knew. Yeah. I felt the energy, 100%. Yeah. I didn't like it. I think I asked to go home. Yeah. The only reason I felt bad was because I promised Brandon that I would, you know, I'd be there for the summer mm-hmm. so you guys could really save up money. Yeah, that was the goal. That was the goal. And I felt horrible coming to him and saying, hey, I am I think I'm going to go back home, yeah. like mid-summer. Yeah. Which was hard for me. But it had to be done. True. Um... And then that's when I decided I wanted to split from my ex. Um, or at least separate. The camera stopped recording. Ah! So pause on the story. <laughs> um, so that's when I decided to separate. Um, I stayed there for a few months trying to kind of figure out my whole situation and what I wanted to do and how I wanted to go about it. But eventually I just realized I, I wanted to be away um and that i wanted to go move back to california and kind of be with my family and i wanted to also get my daughter out of that situation because it wasn't fair to her um so i actually decided i'm gonna drive to california and then because we stayed in contact obviously he was my best friend um he was like well i want to go out to california so Let's drive to California together. Also, I don't think he wanted me to drive with a baby. You're oh. a, such a bad driver. <laughs> so bad. And that was my baby. Yeah. She was my little baby. Yeah. So um, we got to Arkansas. And then I decided, no, I want to go back to Maryland. <laughs> I want to go work things out. My indecisiveness is going to come into play a lot here. Just put a pin, put a pin in that because we will come back to that. But eventually, um, I did go back to Maryland. I drove back to Maryland. And then I, we, we as a family were like, let's try and make it work. We flew together as a family, me, my ex, and Autumn, to California. We visited with my family. My brother was getting married at the time, so we all went. Um, Leo? No, Edwin. Edwin's wedding. Re. Remarried. remarried gotcha yeah. gotcha gotcha um so 
once we got there, it did not go well <laughs> at all. Um, things got progressively worse to the point where I had a return flight back to Maryland, but I never went back to Maryland permanently to stay. Um, I decided that I didn't want to be in the marriage. And so I just stayed at home with my family and I kept Autumn. And that's when, uh, I started going through what I want to call the blue period, <laughs> the worst time of my life. It was very difficult, incredibly difficult. Anybody who has ever separated or been divorced, baby in between or not, it, it sucks. It is the worst thing on the planet. It's incredibly painful. Um, and I was going through a lot. Like a lot. Um, I don't want to cry. Babe, you take it from here. <laughs> going through a lot. In the meantime, I was in Arkansas the whole time. And I grew up in Arkansas. I, and we grew up in a, such a small town that where there's nothing. There's fields and just pastures and that's it and it's very boring there i didn't have family there it was just me and my mom and i love my mom and we had a good time but my whole dream in life was to uh, since i was little i wanted to live in california i wanted to live in la because i wanted to pursue acting comedy so i was in arkansas i i had the 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 red nissan that i eventually ended up living in um, but I was in that, I was still doing the Pokemon thing. So I had money coming in, but I didn't have a lot. And we kept in contact while everything was going on. She's like, I'm going to stay with my family for a while in California. And I was like, dope. And I took that as a reason for me to move because I was scared to just go to California without knowing anybody but I knew if she was there then I could find a way you know I at least I knew somebody when I lived there and I honestly I was going through like baby withdrawals I wanted to see Autumn I missed Gloria and I was like I've always wanted to live in California why not so that's when uh with the help of my mom which eternally grateful i sold everything i own literally every i had michael jordan collection like you wouldn't believe uh valuables i sold everything to where it was just a, a suitcase and my guitars and i drove to california and when i got there like my goal wasn't to say hey gloria i'm at your house can you you know what is that? I know. I heard that. I was like, about Office to... is closed. My whole idea wasn't like, Glory, let me come stay with you. Um, I was I was willing to make it work on my own without the help of her because I realized she was going through a lot. And I never want to impose. So I ended up living off of debt, living in a hotel for a couple months. Um, I think the original plan for me to move to California was, of course, go to VidCon. Um, a big conference convention for YouTubers and content creators. So we went to that together, which was super fun because I've always wanted to go. Mm -hmm. And I just stayed. 
I was there. I lived in a hotel and then eventually found a, a little a room inside of a five-bedroom house that was for rent. And I lived in a bunch of people's homes and worked at Yard House the whole time. And we actually didn't see each other that much in the beginning. No, because I went straight into working immediately too, into serving, which is a, a lot of work. And I worked directly across the street from yeah. you. So when we would see each other, it would be in between crossings because he worked morning shift. I worked night shifts mostly. So as soon as he would get off, he'd be like, hey, when is your shift? Do you want to grab some lunch before? Do you want to hang out before? Little things like that. It was like, let's get lunch. Or when I would get off work, he'd be like, hey, do you want to go grab some dessert and some coffee? Because that was like our thing. We would always go (laughs) out at night and get dessert and coffee. At the place I worked. At the place he worked. And that's, again, where our friendship even became more because he became so much more to me than just a friend. He was my person. And to this day, he is my person. If I was happy, I wanted to share that with him. If I was sad, I wanted to share that with him. If I was angry, I would let it out on him on him which is bad i got the best of all three worlds um but he was my person and it was just as easy as breathing to be with him because i didn't really have a lot of friends because i had a baby and i couldn't go out because i had a baby yet he was always like what can we do and we can take autumn or what can we do that involves a baby he was just there for me. And again, I was going through a lot and I needed that. And I loved Autumn as well. Yeah. But that was uh that was that was fun. I got to meet your family. Yeah. The first time I was in Sacramento. Yeah. Met your family. I moved to all these different houses. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get to see each other a lot no. because of our conflicting work schedules. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did find time for each other. We always did. Yep. We always enjoyed each other's company no matter what we did. Yeah. And then after a while, I think, I think after a while of living in Sacramento, I think it may, maybe a year or so, you you went back to Maryland one more time yeah when was that probably around the year mark so it was in the summer when I decided to stay yeah the year mark from that so still in the summer the next summer yeah was when I went back to Maryland already separated thinking you know what maybe this could work out Again, here's where my indecisiveness comes into play. Um, I had a lot of guilt that I was working through. I grew up in a family that had never seen divorce. Ever. Not even in like uncles, aunts, like outside family. My family had never seen divorce until mine. And I... And that situation did not want to be the first and I did not want to be the disappointment because my parents are very, very 
old school and I've never been a people pleaser, but I've always chased the approval of my parents and I knew that my dad was very disappointed in the fact that I wanted to choose my happiness and that guilt on top of Autumn obviously missed her dad. I was very conflicted and I so badly wanted to just like bite the bullet and for their happiness say okay I'm gonna go back to work on this. Um, that's how my mind worked and I wasted a lot of time doing that. Um, I think I pushed you into that as well. Yeah. Because we talked a lot about it and any, any concern you ever had or any idea of wanting to go back, you always brought up to me. Yeah. And I, I knew both sides of the story, which is why I felt like I was a good sound reason. And you were. And I think I pushed it quite a bit because I, I saw, I didn't see how Brandon was reacting because he was in Maryland. I saw how you were reacting and I was like, yeah, I say if you have any inkling inside of your body of like, I think I should work it out. Yeah. You got to go up there and at least try because you'll hate and regret You'll hate yourself if, you know, 10 years down the road, you say, maybe we could have worked out if I, if I, you know, went back and tried one more time. Yeah. And I was like, you, I think you have to. Mm Mm-hmm. So. I went back. It did not work out again. (laughs) I came back. Um. This is hard for me to talk about because at that moment, Brandon had already told me how he truly felt. And this is where it gets really difficult for me because I couldn't reciprocate that. Even though I knew in my heart, this was the better option all along. And I was with my person, like I've been saying, who I knew would make me happy, but I couldn't wrap my mind around saying no autumn you can't grow up with your dad like most kids do because i want to be happy i could not wrap my my mind around that and i couldn't be that selfish and let alone live in a house because i was living with my parents where i knew i was getting looked at like a quitter almost but the the thing about that is nobody nobody knew the situation they saw they saw Gloria just come home with the baby and I think maybe your mom knew yeah maybe your mom was the only person who knew both sides of the story mm-hmm and so you didn't you didn't really get that support from your family because they didn't see the other side of it exactly and it was just a lot of a lot of assumptions put on you and also i never opened up he was the only person i opened up to so nobody really knew because i chose not to let them know because i thought that would be better um 
And again, I knew I was hurting somebody who had been there for me through so much. (laughs) And still willing to love me. What encouraged you to go back? I was the one who said, you're going to want to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I did. I knew I knew I liked you more than a friend early on. But I'm very respectful of those feelings, especially because of your situation. And very selfless. And even in, even in California, when you'd already made that decision to be separated, I'm very respectful of that. And... I think at one point you literally said, I really do just need a friend. Yeah. And I understood that instead of taking it the wrong way and saying, well, I'm going to leave. Yep. I understood what you needed and I tried to be that. And then this is where it gets super hard for everyone. I moved away from you. And that was kind of for two reasons. I've always wanted to be in L.A. We were in Sacramento at the time. I'd lived there for two years. I moved to L.A. to pursue acting and a career in comedy. I knew that's what I wanted to do, and I knew if I didn't take this one chance, I I wouldn't make it. I I would work at a restaurant the rest of my life, which I had done up until that point. And I had no plans at all except... My car is shelter. Live in it. So my plan was to just live in my car because I couldn't afford L.A., but I wanted to take advantage of L.A. and what it could offer me in my career, for one. And for two, I knew... it just For me, I knew I had to... I was getting really hurt in a lot of ways and whether or not it was a selfish choice or if it was the right choice I knew I had to distance myself because I felt like I was the wedge between the marriage at that point and I was like I don't want to be this I don't want to be the person who drives either of you away from each other and I don't want to be the person who ruins a marriage just because I'm here So for that reason and other reasons, I moved and we stopped talking after a couple months, nearly completely, (laughs) absolutely stopped talking. We -hmm. didn't talk to each other for over a year. No, not a couple months. Months would go by. But then again, you guys have to understand, like playback. We never stopped texting each other. We weren't the people to ever stop communicating so even going a day without hearing from him was hard. Um, but I also, I knew why he was leaving. I wasn't dumb. Um, I was very supportive of, of why he wanted to go career-wise. But I also knew in the back of my mind what he was doing. And I think he put it perfectly right now. You don't know if it was the selfish thing or the right thing. I think it was both. And I applaud him for that because that strength that he showed, I was mad at him because it was strength I wish I had. It was something I wish I would have done. Like, I wish I could have been that selfish 
and knowing the right decision to make all along. But I did it. And he did. And I still to this day applaud him for that. I don't hold anything against you. I think that was... LA was the roughest time for both of us. One, I I always have a vision for something. And I always know what I have to do to get there. And I had a vision for our relationship that it was it wasn't working in Sacramento. As much as I tried, it was beating a dead horse and I was I was tired of trying and taking steps back while doing it. So, I knew I had to at that point, I loved Gloria, and I still do, but I knew I had to, I had all these mixed ideas about her, and I thought of her in this really negative light for a while, and I felt this really negative way towards her, so I knew if I wanted to ever get to the point we are now, which was my vision, I had to, one, remove myself from the situation, and two, break contact three get her out of my heart so to speak like remove her from my life completely that way a strong foundation could be built because we were built on a shaky foundation and we would have just kept trying to pile bricks on top of the shaky foundation until one day it just topples over mm-hmm. instead i had this vision of starting fresh with a clean with a clean heart mind and ideas about you and then starting Starting again as friends, which I knew it wouldn't take as long because we already knew each other. So I moved to L.A. L.A. was hard. L.A. was hard for her. Yep. It was hard for me. I didn't have friends or family when I was there and I lived in my car, which was lonely enough. Two, it wasn't like I I weaned myself off of her in autumn before leaving. It was very abrupt. It was quick, and I moved, and I missed Autumn, and then I don't, I didn't stay in contact with you, so I don't, I very rarely know what you went through, other than what you've told me. No, um, so he left in, when was it, July 1st or June 1st? June 1st. He left June 1st, um, by, I would say... July, August, um, I, uh, made the decision because I had a breakdown, I would say probably in July, um, where my dad, cause he also hated that I was so back and forth. But I remember this night cause at, at this point, my dad sat me down and was like, I don't know what you're holding on to. We just want you to be happy. And I broke down. And I was like, I want to be happy too. And he was like, then be happy. And I was like, my happiness isn't with this marriage anymore. And that's when he finally was like, I don't care. I just want you to be happy. And those words meant so much to me. Because my dad was truly the one I was most worried about. Because um, I had finally talked to my sister. And my sister was incredible. My mom, everybody was like, we don't care what you do. We just want you to be happy because we see you going back and forth and you look sick and you're not, 
you anymore and the and autumn feels it and she did i wasn't good to her i wasn't the best to her and finally when i heard my dad say i don't care i just want you to be happy was when i said i'm done i'm done because really it was just me carrying that shame of being the first in my family like what a disappointment i didn't want to be to anybody and i had come to peace with autumn because i promised autumn that she was gonna grow up with her dad and i don't care if i have to drive miles if i have to pay plane tickets i want you to grow up with your dad as much as possible that's why i don't keep her from her dad ever to the point where he almost gets on to me about it that i'm so lenient but it's because that was the promise i made to her was i know i'm making this decision to separate the family but i'm gonna do whatever i can to know that you're happy with your dad and that you guys have a relationship like i did then i because i i did grow up with both of my parents and i knew i was taking that away from my kid and i've never experienced that there was no divorce in my family um so that's when i decided that i was done so at that point though brandon got a girlfriend in la and at that point was when he told me we can no longer be because it would be disrespectful to this relationship and i understood but i could not believe that at that point when i finally was like i'm free maybe now i could actually pursue my person that i knew i had feelings for but i had to squash because me choosing my happiness was just not something i again could wrap myself around like the idea of that was like how selfish is that but i finally felt free um but at that point he was gone so LA was hard for me because I was going through that divorce, that separation. But I was also going through losing my my best friend. And I was miserable. Miserable. But all I could do was, and I'm so good at this, was latch on to distractions and keeping myself busy. So I went into doing construction and performing at the comedy spot and taking any class I could just to keep my mind busy and to keep myself going. I could have worked at Aeropostale, but I chose labor. I chose construction because I knew I would just get home and sleep and I didn't have to feel anything. And that's where I was when you were in L.A. I was not in a similar boat i didn't have to go through you know separation which i saw was difficult for you i didn't have to go through that and that's why i think it was a selfish thing but i don't know i knew you were really far far from being okay to even be in a relationship again um coming right out of a divorce is never the right time and I was afraid that I would kind of pressure you into that. And I wanted you I wanted you to be able to figure it out without leaning on me. 
And that's also a selfish thing, I think. But with the... I ended up dating someone. And I wanted to be respectful to that relationship to the point to where... You know, because I'm, I'm going to be open in that relationship and tell her, hey, I had feelings for Gloria. She's my best friend. Um, I wouldn't want to keep that a secret from someone I'm dating. So I made the decision to cut off all ties and pursue my life with this girl and my career choice. And... That's when I started doing videos, was very soon after that I started doing these videos, the the daily videos, the vlogging, because a lot of people tell me, like, your videos have helped me so much. They helped me so much with, you know, this, this, and this going on in my life, and I realized working at Yard House, and I would write every morning realized what comedy was and it was a way to distract people and it was a way to reduce suffering so after realizing that I decided that's what I was going to do not only for myself but for other people so when I started making videos not only was it a distraction for me but it kept my mind busy so I didn't have to think about you know leaving or think about what I did and because I was still, I was still thinking of Gloria in a relationship, which isn't healthy. But the videos kind of eased a little bit of that pain for me. And that's why I decided to do a lot of them daily. I, I made it my life until it became, you know, it became fun for me and it wasn't distracting me from anything it was something I enjoyed and it kept my mind off a lot of things and eventually you know I would contact Gloria every once in a while because I'm weak <laughs> and I'd be super lonely and I would call her and I'd say or he would email me email you <laughs> just to see how she was doing how Autumn was doing and I don't think we went more than three months, even within in the year of him being in LA and me going through everything. I think we would send an exchange of emails one like every two, three months. And yeah. It would just be like, "Hey, how are you? Hope you're doing good." Um, Thanksgiving, we Facetimed, and I just wanted to make sure you were because I sent him an email and I was like, "I just want to make sure you're okay. I want to want you to know I'm thankful for you." Um. And Autumn's doing good. And I would just, I don't know, I would, I would just be very me and be very sarcastic and still kind of jokey. Um, and I remember he FaceTimed me immediately, almost immediately after I sent that email. And then we talked for a while. And then he told me that he was miserable. And he told me that he was not happy, that he didn't feel like he was doing what he was supposed to be doing. But because I, my first instinct was, well, move back then. Come back to the comedy spot. You can do comedy here. You know, don't go broke in LA. I did. But, because he was all right. Yeah, you, 
that was broke by then and that conversation i remember him telling me like i'm putting coffee on credit cards like it's bad and i was like we'll come up here then um and i remember him saying i don't know why i'm here but i know i have to be here and so i kind of let the conversation be at that because now in the grand scheme of it all it makes sense it all played out perfectly you did have to be there you did have to live in your car you did have to get fired all that yeah so it all made sense i love it when people are like we want to hear your love story it's like it's far from that yeah it's we've been we've worked on it we've worked for it yeah it didn't really become a love story until about a few months ago Mm -mm. because up until i got fired in august last year and september 1st Mm -hmm. she she told me she was like my family's leaving for mexico why don't you come up you could stay at the house Mm -hmm. we can you know i will take care of you i'll feed i'll feed you i'll pay for groceries i'll pay for everything just get up here and i i was already i believe broken up with my ex-girlfriend by then you were i was broken up with her you came up here in august with angel for literally like 16 hours yeah for a couple hours so yeah by that time you were already broken up because yeah yeah and then so i i didn't want to be in la if i wasn't working because i couldn't afford it i couldn't afford it working so i knew i couldn't afford it not working and so i panicked and it felt it felt right just to go back and it's just it took my boss sitting me down and saying you are fired like you cannot work here anymore something i put five years of my life into really well just gone in a day so i came back september 1st and she just took me in just i was broke so she paid for everything and yeah it but it here's the thing (laughs) i'm gonna interject a little bit even though we had stopped talking for the most part we fell right back into (laughs) friend mode immediately because even when you came well, back that's what up, we know. Yeah, we came, you came up here with Angel, and I was happy to see you. But immediately, we greeted each other pretending to be airplanes <laughs> outside of IHOP. True. So we fell right back into, it just, what I'm trying to get at is it felt right. Nothing felt forced, at least not on my end. It felt like, even be- with all of that, I got my friend back like that it's a, it was like we didn't skip a beat and that's something that i'm still so grateful for because he would go months without talking and then he would send me a message or an email and it'd be right back into like we never stopped talking so that, and that's really cool yeah it was also super hard because i came back in september and when i came back when i left autumn couldn't speak And when I came back, Autumn was talking full sentences to the fact that the first thing she said to me was, why do you, why did you ignore mommy? Oh yeah. She called me out. Hard. Hard. 
why do you keep pressing the red button on the phone? Yeah. And I was like, how do you explain that to a five-year-old? Mm-hmm. Which were four at the time. It's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to go about it. So mm-hmm. that, you know, you're doing wrong. If a five-year-old tells you you're doing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but I came back and I kept doing the videos cause she, she allowed it. Like, I don't care. Just do you. And I did, I didn't get a job. She, she still worked construction and I stayed home. And, and then on the 22 days later, I did the knitting video in her house, in her room. Autumn was sleeping. Autumn was asleep. I decided not to go to her comedy show because I got, I wanted to do a video. Mm-hmm. And the next day it started making money enough to where I was like, two and a half years, I can, I can afford to go get a place to live. Mm-hmm. I can buy my own food. And that was, that never would have happened at all if I would have tried to force it in LA. The only reason it happened is because Gloria took me in after months of not talking, took me in and said, hey, I believe in your craft and I believe in what you do. Do it. I'll support you. And it took less than a month. Yeah. And then it popped up. And then since then, we've we've been together nonstop. And then in December, and a lot of people think it's just a, like, knowing Brandon, it's probably something really big. He asked you out in a really big way. No. No. It was like me whispering into the front of her face, you want to be my girlfriend? Yeah, but what happened, though, babe? You said no. What happened? You said, I don't want to talk no, to you. No, what, what switched in you? What do you mean? Yeah, that you decided to ask me out. Well, I got there in September. Yeah. And we spent all of our time together. And I got to know you again. Did old feelings resurface? No. Because I dropped all the old feelings. Uh-huh. I, that's why it took me a while to get back into it. Mm-hmm. But what came from it was a, a lot sturdier foundation. Mm-hmm. And we we didn't even talk about dating. We were both single mm-hmm. for four or five months. Well, longer than that for me, but... I mean, since I lived with you. Oh, yeah. When I came back in September, we didn't even talk about it. We just built a really great foundation, which is what I wanted in the beginning. And it just happened perfectly. Yeah, that's why we're not, we weren't aligned when we said we would have date nights before we even started dating. Oh, yeah. Take yeah. Autumn out. We would take Autumn out. Um, we would decide what we wanted to do. And we li- we called it date night. And even when my family came back, it was funny because we had people back in the house all the time and he came up to me and was like, when are we just going to hang out again? And that was really cute. <laughs> but we've like always, yeah, we had date nights, but it was always just like, we just wanted to hang out with each other because we enjoyed each other's company. I definitely had feelings for him. Hard. 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 
And I told him. And then I whispered to your face. No. Mm-hmm. You went to, you spent Christmas with your family. Yep. I remember that. It was after Christmas. Yeah. And then you did the meet and greet. Did the meet and greet. And then he texted me, I really wish you were here. And then he texted me the next day. Um, I've been thinking about you a lot. And then the whole layover in Dallas happened. Ugh, I forgot about that. Uh-huh. It's a horrible time in my life. <laughs> 24 hours in the Dallas airport. And I was staying at his house. I was house sitting, also like house trying to organize because that's when all the flood of packages first surfaced. Um, and also I just wanted to be in his house because I like being alone. <laughs> um, and then he came back and he gave me my Christmas present because I picked him up from the airport. And it really wasn't like a big thing. He, we literally were laying down after opening each other's Christmas presents on the floor. Or was it on your bed? It was on the bed. We were just laying down. And then he looked over and was like, do you want to be my girlfriend? And I I'm, whispered it in your front face. He whispered it in my front face. And I then. Why not? Be my girlfriend. Yeah. And then I said. Nah, fam. I'm solid. <laughs> I said yes. Oh, yeah. She said yes. I said yes. And then we kissed. And then we kissed. And then we still don't kiss sometimes. And then sometimes. we still don't kiss sometimes. <laughs> we kiss. But that's what yeah. people have been asking us to tell. I'm t- I feel like I disappointed a lot of people. <laughs> I, this, Every single live I get, can you tell us your story about you and Gloria? I was like, can't be told in 10 minutes. No. Can't be told on a live. There's Definitely no way. Definitely not. There's so many intricate working parts. Yeah. It wasn't like we met, we knew we loved each other, dated. Yeah. Mm-mm. People do want to ask, people do ask though, who got feelings first? Oh, hard me. He got feelings first. Definitely. Um, but. I wasn't dealing with another human being. Um. I was open to it. Yeah. He got feelings first, but the question I get asked the most is um when did you know he was the one um i knew pretty early on (laughs) i knew he was my person like pretty early on as well i would say when you moved here from Arkansas. arkansas um but i could not let myself live that again because it would mean so many selfish things for me and i wasn't accepting of that i didn't let go of guilt or shame or let myself be happy for years um another question i get asked what's my favorite thing about brandon my one waxed leg yeah that one right there which one is it it's it feels so weird it's this one my favorite thing about brandon is his drive I feel like if you would have asked me this three years ago, I would have been like, his sense of humor. But no, um, even though it's one of my favorite things about him, and he has one of my favorite senses of humor on the planet because it's so different from what I grew up having. Um, it's his drive. And I've always told him his focus, I think, could shape diamonds. It's laser. It is one direction. And it is like once he says he's going to do something, it's done. 
just like that. It's done. Um, cause I've been around other people who have made me laugh. I've been around comedians, you know, I am a performer at a comedy spot. Like all I know is comedians and funny people, but what set them apart for me and what made me say, this is my person. This is my best friend. I was the fact that I would say, I want to be like him. I'm not one who gets influenced by anybody. And the only other person that I would say matches that drive and that want to succeed and now he hates being stagnant is me. So I know I needed to find somebody who would keep me motivated and keep me kind of on my toes, which he does. Um, he's still very unbiased. He still calls me out on my stuff all the time. And I love that about him. Um, but once he told me the story of how he learned to play guitar 16 hours a day, basketball, how much was that? Like Six, eight. eight hours a day. That obsession, that's what I think made us become really close friends immediately because yeah. I was very much like that too. Like if I wanted to do something, YouTube, done. I just wanted to do it and I wanted to jump in and do it. And he keeps me incredibly motivated all the time. And I've just, I've, I can honestly say I've never met anybody like him. The only person I could kind of compare to him is me. And he beats me by a landslide. <laughs> by a landslide. And I I love him. And I'm so and happy. And I love her. And he's my person. And I am your man. Yeah. I don't know any more of that song. That's all you need to know. Babe, I love you so much. I love you, babe. You so much. That's our love story. That's our dark love story. Yeah. It's the color black, our favorite. Mm. Onyx. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Are you happy we're here now? I am. Yeah? This is what I envisioned. Really? Yeah. Are you really happy now? I'm always happy. Because of our relationship? Yeah. Because of our relationship. Yeah. Should we kiss on it? You know what? I think they've seen enough. Okay. This is like MTV Cribs. <laughs> Nah, y'all, y'all gotta get out of here. Do you ever get asked that? That's like my most asked question. What's your favorite what? thing about Brandon? What's your favorite thing? No, about they don't ask me, but I don't mind saying it. Uh, my favorite thing about you in the beginning was definitely your humor, because I was only around people like my humor. Mm -hmm. So your humor was so different, and I tell anybody that the first, the first time we met that like first year or so was the most I've ever belly laughed in my entire life. I don't think I've ever laughed harder in my entire life than when you made me laugh. Cause you would say things that I've never, I never heard someone say before. Not like curse words. You were just, your jokes were so different. And then getting to know you. I also, I respect my own drive to notice it in other people, which is why I want to help people who are already driven, who just don't have a platform for it. So, not really, I appreciate your drive. But I love that you're willing to step out of your comfort zone to get whatever you want. And I saw you do that a lot, especially with comedy. And you just jumped full force into it. And I respect that. I, s I see a lot of, a lot of me in you. And a lot of, a lot of me and you later too. Yeah. Ah. 
My humor's rubbing off on you. Gross. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not bad. No. Oof. Yeah. That was it. That was a love story, everybody. It's it's only gonna get longer. Yeah. As time goes on. Yeah, we love each other. We love Autumn. Autumn loves her dad. Autumn loves her dad. And I love her dad. And Autumn loves her beebs. And I think she likes me. We're unsure. We haven't made it in the journal yet. True. Well. Come here, babe. No. I'm not going to cut it off mid-kiss, babe. Come here, babe. No, because the video will... Babe! <laughs> Coffee to baby. Did you cut it? Did I get? No, I'm still recording. What? Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say? Mm, one more 